0: to 216, A Link to the Past Randomizer Podcast. I'm your host, Fair Agent. Today on the show, we've got Megawatt. Megawatt and I go way, way back. I uh, consider him one of my closer friends in the community. Honestly, I'm surprised I didn't have him on uh, season one when I was first testing the waters uh, of the show, but I uh, rectified that and uh, we have him on now. So I'm very excited for you to hear that conversation. We'll get to that here in a second. Main tournament's going on. I filled out one of those Racket prediction things and it is in shambles if you've listened to the show in the past you probably can predict who i thought would win the whole thing so you know i had to go with zelga uh so my predictions were let's just look at the, the final four i had zelga versus 2c and humbug versus matt 7898 uh three of the four have been on the show and i just talked to 2c so he'll be on the show here shortly so that was my top four with Humbug and Zelga in the finals, and Zelga winning it all. the uh, Zelga fans are in shambles as as Flip Hill took the first series against Zelga. So Zelga gets knocked out in the top 64. So congratulations to Fliphill for beating Zelga. That's a a really big win. And I know it wasn't just my bracket that got broken uh, with without Zelga loss. So again, congrats to to Flip Hill. That's that's a pretty big win. And he's gotta be feeling pretty good. Looks like he will be facing off against Tito's uh, 288 next. Um, Zogo wasn't my only prediction to go down and kind of ruin my bracket. Uh, Ellis lost to Dr. Bowser in round one. I had Ellis going pretty far and he is out. Let's see, just some of my predictions. Tam, I have against Radical Sniper. Tam won. Uh, Radical Sniper's down 1-0 according to uh Challenge. I uh, had GFE versus Schulzer. Both of those two have advanced and are playing each other. I have Bread versus Mr. Ed. And it looks like Brett is up a game on TJ Maelstrom. And Vortex and Ed are tied. I had Humbug versus Roken. Humbug did advance past Yagamoth. It did take him three games. And then Roken and Plasma Cap are just about to kick off their game three. So we'll see who, who wins that. Uh, Ellis versus Artie Walsh. Artie Walsh did advance. Structural Mike versus Magnet Hands and Hydropower and Magnet Hands are about to have a game three. Uh, Matt versus Kaide uh, Rukawa. And it looks like Matt is tied with uh, Tyler Salt one and one. So another upset pending. Lin 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 versus Spleeby. And it looks like Spleeby's down a game to Jet. Lin is in to the top 32. Uh, Ace Zero versus Telethar, I had predicted, and both have advanced. Uh, GGW versus Obscure Lifeform, I have. GGW won his first round, and it looks like Obscure is about to be eliminated. He's doing his race right now and is uh, pretty far behind. Uh, Sailor Nep 2C, I had advancing, both of them won. I predicted Skell versus someone, uh, 325, and both of them lost, so neither one of them advanced. So that is incorrect on my bracket. Tito won, I had that. Uh, Brogor won. I did not have that. So Tito versus Brogor in the top 32. And then Ninjumbro versus Julonja. Uh, I predicted that. And that has happened. Uh, almost set for the top 32. And if Obscure loses, which it looks like is about to happen, Hayfield Bay is just about to aga two right now. And Obscure is still in Thieves Town. That means we'd have a new champion uh, for this year. That's pretty cool. No Zelda, Humbug, who was just on the show, is a, is a good pick. Dude's on fire. GGW's been on fire, too, so that would be another good pick. Though, if he gets past Hayfield Bay here in the next round... He's going to have to play the winner of Ace Zero versus Telethar. And Telethar has been on, on tear. It'd be interesting because they were league teammates that won the league last year. So if it's Telethar versus GGW, that would be a, a pretty good one. I Main tournaments been fun to watch. The big thing, not rando related, is Tears of the Kingdom is now out. It's been out for about uh, a little over two weeks. I talked about how excited I was to play it. I'm not going to really talk about any spoilers for the game. I don't want to give anything away. I'll just say my review and that I love it. <laughs> I, I freaking love it. I was a huge fan of Breath of the Wild. I never really played any other open world games. Honestly, I play Mario and Zelda games. That's about it. And uh, so it was my first experience in open world. And and while there's things about Breath of the Wild that I didn't love, you know, namely the, the weapon system overall, just the experience and the exploration, like the sense of exploration I had when playing Breath of the Wild was like something that I'd never really experienced. And it was unlike any of the other Zelda games. And so... I've just played a ton of Breath of the Wild. Just really enjoyed it. I love searching for Koroks, you know. I I love just the the sense of exploration that that game gives you. And I don't know if I was prepared for really for Tears Tears of the Kingdom because I didn't really know which direction it was going to go. It really is just Breath of the Wild, like times a thousand. When I played Breath of the Wild, it was Hyrule, but it was a new Hyrule. So you're exploring a new Hyrule and, you know, you're getting familiar with this new massive land and you know i've been playing it for six years now and so i'm really familiar with hyrule as it is so now going back and playing tears of the kingdom you, the the land is still the same but there's so many different changes so you would kind of want to go check out like i want to go see what's at the shrine of resurrection or i want to go see what's going on in, in hitino village or kakariko or the places that i'm familiar with and the level of ex- exploration in in tears of the kingdom is, is just been so much fun with the with the sky and the depths and in the mainland i've just really really enjoyed it and then of course everything that you can do with the new abilities is just pretty bananas and and we're only two and a half weeks in and seeing the stuff that people create is nuts (laughs) it's super nuts It's, it's uh i've watched a lot of uh like youtube shorts and stuff with the different things the contraptions that people have made it's been really really cool and uh, again, we're only two weeks into the game. So just think about what people will be creating in the next few years. I've been watching some uh, speed runs of it as well. Uh, Samurai Man is the world record, I think, as of the time I record this. But he's been going back and forth. Like the world record has just been changing like consistently by minutes uh, the last uh, couple weeks. And that's been really fun to watch. It's fun to watch really good speedrunners break the game. I remember when the Breath of the Wild speedruns were starting and it was like, can you sub hour it? And then can you, you know, sub 45 minutes? Can you sub 30 minutes? And now the Breath of the Wild speedrun is 23 minutes. Uh, player 5, I believe, has that. And uh, I know he's been doing some Tears of the Kingdom speedrun exploration. So really excited to see where the, the Tears of the Kingdom speedrun heads. I, I really just enjoyed everything about Tears of the Kingdom. I have no real complaints. I, I really enjoy what they've done with the weapon system. All the new abilities are really cool. Uh, the boss battles are, are so much better than the Divine Beasts and the uh, different versions of canon. And then I really love the ending. I think the end of the game is one of the best ends for uh, the Zelda series overall. Really loving Tears of the Kingdom. I've, I beat the game. I have almost all the shrines. I think I've got maybe four left. I've got a lot of side quests and side adventures and a lot of other stuff to do. So there's a lot of exploration, a lot of exploration still to do. Uh, and I imagine I will be doing that for the next few years. So Tears of the Kingdom has really exceeded my expectations and my expectations were, were really high. So that's pretty cool. And that's what I'm going to go do uh, after this interview. So today we've got uh, Megawatt on the show. Um, again, Megawatt and I go way, way back. Uh, have been friends in the community for, for quite some time. And uh, it's just like a, a really fun guy to game with, a fun guy to hang out with, and just a really good dude. And so I, I'm excited to share his story here. So let's get to it. Here's Megawatt. All right, Megawatt, thank you for coming on the show, man. This one I've been looking forward to for a very long time. I feel like you probably should have been on in season one. Just because I had like all my friends on in season one, I consider <laughs> you one of my friends. Uh, it sucks that it's taken you so long to get here, but I'm super glad that you're here. And, uh, and yeah, thanks for doing this.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, it's an absolute honor to be on the show, like, at all. You could have made me, you could have invited me the very last out of everybody else in the community, and it still would have been uh, an absolute honor. So, uh, well,
0: yeah, that's my, the pleasure's all mine because uh, we've gone back. I like would we mention we're friends. We've gone back. Mm-hmm. Kind of, we just were talking about this like we've been hanging out since the beginning of the community as far as I've just about right part of the community yeah like I'm not sure if you started a little bit before a little bit after me but um yeah you uh, you and I connected like right away and I feel like we especially when we were playing in those early days we're playing against each other or with each other like a lot
1: yeah were you uh were you part of like the big co-op scene that was going on back then Yeah. Like. Around the time I got into the game was, I think, late 2017, early 2018. Yeah, a little bit
0: before me, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Like, just in time for the big uh, disaster 512 uh, Swiss (laughs) tourney. Yeah, yeah. And I remember uh, co-op was a really big thing back then. It's not as big nowadays, but, like, I remember that being, like, one of our favorite things to do.
0: I honestly miss co-op. I think co-op is the best way to play the game, and I feel like in 2018, Late 2018, I feel like there was a gosh. I don't even know if the Discord is still around. That was like the casual, rando Discord. Mm-hmm. I think were you in charge of that? Or are you one of the people in charge of that? Uh, I was one of the admins for that uh, for that Discord okay. while it was still around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't
2: think and- it's
1: really around anymore. It kind of died out uh, sometime around like 2020 somewhere in there. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, all, all the all the traffic really died down. People weren't playing co op as often.
0: And uh, I feel like everyone kind of splintered off of through from there. Like if everyone was hanging out in the casual and then everyone kind of find would would find the people that they would gravitate towards and then they'd have their own little discords. It feels like there was a lot going on.
1: Yeah. It kind of feels like that's exactly what happened actually.
0: Mm -hmm. And I mean, well, we're going to get into your history and stuff, but co-op is such a big part of it because were you part of the, the team that led that, one and only co-op tournament
1: uh so i think actually there was two co-op tournaments technically oh, was there? Uh, i'm assuming you're ref- the one you're referring to is like the open ad co-op tourney uh yes, i think so that was when one of before place. that yeah yeah. Uh, yeah i was part of the team for that uh that okay. was a fun tourney I, I still think we should go back to that at some point in the future because i love co-op ad it's
0: it's Honestly, like one of my
1: favorite modes
0: that would bring me back out of retirement <laughs> 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 Playing co-op. Uh, especially with Gamachu, not just because he was he's good, but we had a real like uh, rapport playing co-op. That mm-hmm. was like everyone kind of found their partner playing co-op, um, and I, we lost to freaking Hitsu, I think, in playing oh, But <laughs> I know. I mean, you, you two but, are a crazy
1: good team, though. Like yeah. even even after the co-op turn, you guys have done nothing but improve. I think you, I, I I still consider you two like probably one of the best uh, co-op teams that
0: I've seen. Oh, thanks. I mean, that was the best part of the league for me it was, was the co-op stuff. But it's funny that you mentioned it because it's kind of dead now other than the couple of weeks that happens in the league. But co-op doesn't happen as often as it did. And I feel like that's kind of where you and I sort of built our friendship up. Is playing yeah, that's, a, that's so our many roots, weeks. man. Yeah, so many co-op seeds um, way back in the day. I mean, you and I, would we, the, the group of ours would play co-op and we'd randomly pair e- each other. Uh, mm-hmm. So it wasn't just always oh, the same two yeah. people, but that you was, and I got uh, paired up a bunch, and me and Shereen, and it was a lot of fun. I
1: bet that was yeah. I mean, it was a ton of fun. I think uh the reason it doesn't happen as often nowadays is because there's like so many more. I don't know how to put it. Like so many more resources, so many more places to go in the community, and like different little sub communities to be a part of. I Whereas like back then, it's yeah. like all we had was like oh, we had some people on the subreddit, we had like the main Discord. And then, like us co-op lovers, I feel like a good chunk of us came from the subreddit, and then people who enjoyed co-op also were brought in yeah. through just like a little bit of advertising, maybe here and there. Sure. And then we, yeah, we got like a we got like our basic, uh, our, our like our co-op friend group together every now and then, a couple times a week, and yeah, like you said, just like shuffle names and play some co-op. It was a good time. Well,
0: yeah, I, I think there's just a change in the way the communities ran or, or mm-hmm. is run. Uh, there's way more tournaments, there's tournaments constantly going, right? Like we got main oh, yeah. tournament, the 80 keys tournament just started. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be something else happening. I mean, there's always like, there's always a casual boots, invitational ladder, uh, just finished up as well. Um, and then you have the ladder, which most people try to take their time to schedule for the ladder. I feel like that's kind of the main way to race now. Yeah. Whereas when we started, it was just pickup races. Everything was just pickup races. So you either did big races or you'd find like one or two people to to do a race on on a pickup race. You'd maybe do it daily or you'd hang out with your friends and do co-op. And maybe that stuff is still happening, but it's not as prevalent, I feel like. Yeah, which is really sad. Mm -hmm. Because co-op is definitely the best, best way to play the game. AD co-op, I feel like, is just the best co-op mode and just like just play if i was to play anything it's co-op ad i feel like it's just Mm -hmm. it's perfect it's it's just a perfect game yeah i wouldn't
1: say necessarily it's my favorite but it's definitely like my easily my top three it's my favorite way to play like vanilla open mode right because not not a huge fan of like regular open mode but like co-op ad is just is just perfect yeah for sure
0: All right. So that's kind of where we where you and I got got uh, acquainted. Let's go back to like your history, because I mean, you're you're significantly younger (laughs) than I am, (laughs) Um, which is one of the cool things about this community, too, is like the, the ages range from all over the place. There's the old fogies like me that have been playing the game since it's been out. And then there's guys like you who I don't think played the game as a kid. Is that right?
1: uh that, that is correct uh i didn't actually grow up on the snes i wouldn't i don't think i even i didn't grow up on the uh, n64 either i grew up on the gamecube of all things and then the wii yeah uh so i am i am 24 as of recording this <laughs> podcast so yep.
0: yep i got my yep. start
1: in the community when i was still a teenager so yeah Did so the game that? is actually
0: older than you oh so yeah you couldn't be playing the game when it came out because uh, you weren't around quite yet but uh so, so you should, you, our conversation is going to be a little different than a lot of the other people that I've talked to on the, <laughs> on the podcast because you are younger. I mean, there's, there's, you can't control your age. It's just what you are. Um, so you didn't grow up with like the NES and the SNES and even the 64. Were you when you were little, was the first were you playing right away? And was it the GameCube that, that you had?
1: No, actually, uh, funny story. I didn't actually play a Zelda game until I was, I think, 13 years old. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, so as a kid, I had like this idea in my head of like what I enjoyed and what I didn't enjoy. It was a very Mm -hmm. closed minded sort of like childish way of thinking. (laughs) Like, I had never played a Zelda game. Therefore, I would never like playing a Zelda game. Mm -hmm. It makes absolutely no sense, but that's how I thought. And (laughs) uh, the first Zelda game I played uh, was. Uh, Ocarina of Time 3D when that came out on the 3DS. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, I had uh, just picked up a 3DS pretty close to launch and was looking for something to do because, like, the 3DS launch was pretty underwhelming. Uh, so I was, like, really bored. And I decided, like, okay, well, maybe I should try this uh, Legend of Zelda game that I've heard a lot of good about. So uh, just kind of on a whim, decided to pick up Ocarina of Time 3D and play it. And then, uh, I mean, I, that's just. That's where history is made. I'm a huge Zelda fan now.
0: I mean, what a game to pick up and right? be your first Zelda game, like, because that's like, uh like, w- arguably one of the best. Mm-hmm. Like, and like the it, definitive version of it as well. Right. I feel like you know, Z- the Legend of Zelda for the NES obviously was was very definitive because it, it started the franchise, but mm-hmm. it has some of the enemies that kind of continued on and stuff. But like. It really feels like Ocarina of Time is kind of the launching point for what most people think of as the greatest uh, Zelda game. Yeah, it feels like... And the 3DS it, version, too. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's like, the, it's like the, the game in the series that most people have, like, just this incredible amount of nostalgia and, and love for. And mm-hmm. it was definitely, like, probably one of the best places I could have started... Cause it just got me into every other Zelda game as well. I don't think there's one I haven't played that isn't on the CDI. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. yeah. We don't, we pretend
0: those don't exist. (laughs) Uh, So, but you were gaming before Zelda then, right? So what did you grow up gaming Mm -hmm. or or playing one?
1: Uh, So largely grew up
0: playing stuff like
1: Pokemon, uh, Crash Mm -hmm. Bandicoot, uh, Mario games. And mostly, like I said, uh, pretty closed minded as a kid with what I decided to play and enjoy. So I mostly just stuck to what I already knew uh, growing up super early on until then. And then I started branching out a lot more once I discovered that, Hey, these things that I
0: haven't tried are actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's such a funny, I mean, kids are dumb, right? Like kids do oh, dumb yeah. things. Sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm still have some of those dumb childish kid ideas, but um, so I, I take it just gaming was around, Wii when you when you were growing up like as far back as you remember do you do you remember gaming as like a little child even I don't necessarily remember it but I know I did
1: I, okay. I think the first game I ever played was the original Crash Bandicoot on the PS1 when I was okay. two years old and okay. my parents loved watching me play they would like mm. sit me down in front of the PlayStation and they would like watch me play and like
0: interact with Crash on the screen That's awesome. it was funny Sure. Uh, so that the, kind of... Sorry, developed. Yeah, that developed into other games like Mario. Like you said, you got into Mario a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Got into some other
1: popular Nintendo games. Uh, Pokemon was another series I got into pretty early. I played Pokemon Crystal on my uh, original GB Color, but I was too young to really know what to do because Pokemon's a mm-hmm. bit more of a complicated game. It's like an sure. RPG compared to a platformer. Mm-hmm. I... I like I think I got to the first town and then got stuck because I didn't know that I had to like use HMs to be able to pro- to be able to progress in the game. And All I like right. couldn't I don't, I don't really know. well
0: back then either. <laughs> I don't even know anything about Pokemon. It's kind of embarrassing. Because Pokemon for me was like kiddie stuff. You know what I mean? Like when it came mm-hmm. out it was like I was at that just at that age of like uh, you trying to be cool and you don't want to do like kid stuff and Pokemon came off as like kitty stuff. I'm obviously a stupid kid and didn't know anything, but mm-hmm. it was just right at that age of like, oh I don't want to I don't want to play with a little kitty Pokemon. stuff. <laughs> uh, you know, very stupidly. So I literally know nothing about Pokemon, but uh, I know that it played a big factor in, especially people your ages like uh, love of oh, video yeah. games. I grew up on
1: that because like I think Pokemon was. I mean, it, it's also, like, a very long-running series, don't get me wrong, but it's, like, I think it's a lot younger than some of the other major Nintendo franchises, like, <clears throat> excuse me, mm-hmm. uh, Zelda got a start in the 80s, Mario got a start in the 80s, I think Pokemon got it start in the late 90s, so, like, yeah. around the time I was born. Mm-hmm. So maybe like, yeah, it makes sense to be maybe a a bit of a generation gap with people who grew up with Pokemon as opposed to the older Mario and Zelda and Metroid games.
0: Right. Cause late nineties, I'm in, I'm a senior in high school and you know, Again, you don't want to associate yeah. yourself with trying, to, stuff. trying to blend trying in the cool. cool crowd. Yeah, totally trying to be, don't cool. want to be seen as a nerd in high school, man. Yeah, I mean, I was definitely a nerd, but it was almost like <laughs> it wasn't nerdy, it was just like kitty, right? Like, you don't want to be yeah. like kitty stuff more than anything because I was playing video games. I mean, I, mean <laughs> I, I was such a big gamer. One day we skipped school in high school, uh, like it was an assembly or something like that. So me and my friend could go to my house. I drove to our drove to our my house, and we just played Mario Kart uh, sixty four for like an hour during some assembly, and then we came back trying to sneak in, and we were soaking wet because we're in Seattle area and it was raining, oh, of course. And uh, one of the teachers caught us and was like, "Where where are you guys coming from?" And like, "Oh, we're just coming from the." Uh, the assembly and he's like well why are you soaking wet and we just (laughs) why we just got caught because it was a uh, (laughs) tight burst in the bathroom and (laughs) it was a big mess (laughs) we had to play mario 64 man sorry what can i uh, mario kart 64 what can i say oh man so uh, there's gonna be a lot of different questions that i I ask you and just because again there's a generational gap i don't really know the internet and uh, you know you grew up at a time where the internet was just kind of always there Um, Mm -hmm and connecting to people through different means you know younger people have a uh i would say a closer relationship to newer technology than older people do it's just the way things work so were you watching youtube early on were you did you get into twitch early did you were you familiar with discord early on uh, that that's kind of a
1: tricky question because i feel like uh, all those things popped up at different periods of time. Sure. I think discord didn't come around until like 2016. YouTube was around in like the mid two thousands, right? Like around 2007,
0: 2008. Yeah. Something like that.
1: I, I was like definitely watching stuff on YouTube as early as the early teens, like mm-hmm. uh, 2010, 2011. Uh, but yeah, that, that was like, I actually got super hooked on watching stuff on YouTube. It's something I still do a lot of nowadays where, uh, instead of really watching a whole lot of TV or things on Netflix, I actually prefer to like watch other types of like indie content sort of on YouTube. Sure. Uh, growing yeah, totally. up, I watched a lot of let's plays. Uh, I don't know mm-hmm. if you're familiar with that
0: phrase. Yeah. I am an old man, but I do know what, a let's, what let's plays are. <laughs> it took me a while to figure out, but I did find out that let's plays you're just watching people play through a
1: series, right? Like, yeah. And like watching uh, them like play games that I've played and am a big fan of and like watching them, like sometimes for the first time, sometimes I'm watching people who know the game really well and want to mm-hmm. present it in a way that like informs other people of uh, like different aspects of a game. Like, right. I we used to watch a lot of Chugger Conroy, and that's very much his style. He's like very knowledgeable and prides himself on that. So, any game he lets plays, he's going to prepare thoroughly for and like bring all this, like, all these like fun facts and just, just general knowledge of the game uh, to the table when he makes his videos.
0: Mm. okay so you got in early on the let's play thing and that kind of was your mm-hmm. introduction to like uh i guess the idea of what eventually become streaming did that move on then in, into twitch as well
1: uh yes and no i mean i definitely uh would watch a bit of content on twitch every now and then but it was i honestly wasn't as big into it uh until a bit later compared to just okay. watching on YouTube. Sure.
0: I mean, the ability to like fast forward and kind of watch it in series and chunks and, and pause yeah. and stuff always makes it a bit nicer. I, like I tend to watch stuff now more on YouTube, like a, a streamer's stuff. I'll watch it on YouTube rather than watch it live on, on right. Twitch.
1: And I think um, like a part of that may also have been due to my Internet now versus my Internet back then. Like mm-hmm. it's a lot stronger. Back sure. then, it would sometimes be difficult to just load a YouTube video. Mm. uh not to say nothing of uh Twitch which is like live streaming if you miss something then it's just gone and it would like it would like buffer a lot and yeah it, it was just like i think it was just unwatchable for me at some point
0: mhm yeah that makes sense what about uh speed runs were you watching any sort of speed runs of any any games
1: uh, I didn't really get into speedruns until I got into playing a Link to the Past randomizer, honestly. I never oh, okay. really considered myself a speedrunner. I knew of speedrunning, it just didn't seem like my cup of tea, if that makes any sense. Like, no, yeah. Yeah, and it, sure. it still isn't, to be fair. Uh, I like rando for different reasons than just like racing it, right? Trying to play Twice. fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, speedrunning yep. to me always seemed a little monotonous uh it seemed like something i wouldn't enjoy just cuz like i mean you sit down and you practice uh like you would for anything else right mm-hmm. and you're just like trying the same things over and over until you get faster and faster at it and that i mean i got a lot of respect for that it takes a lot of work and there's some really really impressive stuff uh that people can pull off in different types of games like you ever seen a mario 64 speedrun by someone like cheese it's ridiculous. It's so impressive. And it's just like the amount of work it would take to get there. It just seems overwhelming. So I never thought that th- that kind of thing would be for me.
0: I 100% agree. I love watching other people speed run the games that I enjoy. Uh, But putting in the work to try to get there, I feel like is just monotonous, right? Like it's yeah. just tedious. And I tried to get into like Rando or, or Link to the Past speed running. But again, it's just for me it's just too tedious Mm -hmm. and rando obviously provided that uh the way of playing the game without feeling that same sort of like repetitiveness right like it's always always different
1: yeah that's exactly what drew me into rando the first time Mm
0: -hmm. so where did you discover that rando uh in in late 2017 or was it even Uh, before then I think
1: it was late 2017. It was around the time that the original Key Sanity tournament was taking place. Okay. Uh, I don't think I was introduced to it through the Andy versus Christos race, which I believe was mm. the uh, GD, SGDQ 2017, if I remember correctly. Or maybe it was AG, AGDQ 2018.
0: Was, yeah, I think it that that was the
1: 2018 AGDQ, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. But then, I, uh, then I'm pretty sure I came in on the, uh, the Key Sanity tournament. I discovered it while browsing through Twitch. And was like, ooh, this seems interesting because, like, I had known what a randomizer was, right? I had a concept of like a, a video game randomizer, but Legend of Zelda didn't fit that because, like, all the randomizers I had known before then were like RPGs. So, like, mm. there was the Pokemon randomizer. Uh, I also played a little bit of the like the Fire Emblem GBA randomizers, uh, and like those made sense to me, right? Because an RPG, it's like all about stats. Uh, classes uh pokemon you have like types abilities stuff like that like randomizing all that makes sense and it's like very intuitive very straightforward L- seeing a legend as elder randomizer like at first made no sense to me because i was like how does that work that it's not even a remotely similar game to something like pokemon so I, like part of it was just that curiosity of like how is this different how does this work and like seeing it in action and like realizing that wow, there's like a ton of different ways to replay this game through the randomizer. Like there's a bunch of different paths you can take, a bunch of different ways you can order things in the game to to complete it. And that seemed really interesting to me when I discovered it. So I decided mm. to you know, pick it up and casually play it a little bit. But the other part of that is that I also, because I discovered it through the key sanity tournament, I was also aware of the fact that wow, there's even a competitive scene for this, mm. which was even weirder to me at the time. Mm-hmm. So like I originally picked it up casually, but then I was like also checking out like, hey, what's, uh, what's the competitive scene about? I like joined the main discord, checked out what was going on. I had this like big 512 Swiss tourney coming up, which at the time we didn't know it was going to be a, a disaster to hold together. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> those were uh, much more optimistic times. Sure.
0: Okay, so... I'm going to slow things down because I, I do want to get to yeah, the Link to the past stuff, but I want there's two questions I've got. One is about being competitive, but first let's talk about Link to the Past on mm-hmm. its own. You first get into Zelda playing uh, Ocarina of Time 3D, and then you, you mentioned that you played all of, all of the series. Where does Link to the Past sort of fit into the whole thing, like as far as being towards the top or bottom of, of, your, of your list of, as far as what the game order goes and Overall, in general, where, does, where was Zelda uh, in your like life at this point?
1: Uh, so at the point that I discovered A Link to the Past Randomizer, I had basically about like five or six years had passed since I got into the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would basically played all of the major games that were like easy to get a hold of, right? I sure. think there were like through the eShop or whatever else. And of course, Link to the Past was included. I had played that as well. Uh, as far as for my favorite games in the series I'd probably say Wind Waker and then maybe Twilight mm. Princess were towards the top Okay, I didn't really think as much of a Link to the Past at that point
0: I see It so was a, definitely
1: more of a 3D guy I, I, I would say so yeah mm-hmm. although I think I mean, a Link to the Past may have uh, at least Rando Link to the Past
0: may have changed sure. that a bit <laughs> sure. since then because I know you've done some Wind Waker Rando and continue to still play like some casual Wind Waker Rando as well right oh yeah every now and then it's
1: a lot of fun sit down mm-hmm. and play it with uh wall kicks and julo and whoever else i can uh trick into playing <laughs> it with me
0: and that's like a massive rando that's like that that takes a lot of time to, to complete unlike a a, a a link to the past rando seed right
1: mm-hmm. it's like it's a huge investment it's like an entire day of my weekend and i <laughs> probably won't even
0: finish <laughs> Sure. gosh that sounds so intimidating <laughs> <laughs> as far as your um competitive edge did you grow up doing sports or playing some sort of like uh gaming anything competitive or did you find yourself as were you a competitive kid is what i'm asking
2: uh
1: yes i definitely was uh i grew up playing a fair amount of sports uh played basketball for like 11 years as a kid so like all the way from when Mm. i was five or six to when i was i think what was it 15 in uh 15 or 16, I was in ninth grade was the, was the highest, was the last year I played basketball. Okay. And then I also played okay. a few years of baseball. I didn't really enjoy it as much. Uh, I played like a year of soccer just to try that out. And then like towards uh, the end of high school, after I, after I was done playing basketball, I picked up tennis for a couple of years and I also really enjoyed that. Okay. But generally, yeah, I've always been a reasonably competitive person. If there's something uh, like I've, I've invested my time into and think I'm decently good at. I like to see how I stack up, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, here's one of the things that uh, I've always admired about you is your, you have a really sharp mind at like trying to be finding competitive edges. Mm -hmm. I feel like uh, whenever we would talk about, uh, we do co-ops, we'll we'll get to kind of that kind of stuff. We'd play a lot of co-ops and afterwards we'd all get together and chat about what happened in that seed or even playing co-op with you. I feel like you have a very analytical mind and, and can find, I don't know, great ways of like breaking down the best way or the best way or the best possible way to, to route a seed. Um, does that come from something other than uh, just enjoying the game? Or do, you, do you feel like that applies uh, in your life in other ways as well?
1: Ah. Uh. I honestly couldn't tell you where it comes from per se, but I just really like, I don't know, I really like thinking like logic puzzles sort of thing, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I don't know if I'm, I'm really coming across here, but like I like breaking things down and like thinking things out, like you said, to see if there, I can come up with any sort of competitive edge. Like I play a little bit of chess. That's kind of the same thing where uh, you're just like constantly looking for some sort of advantage in the current situation. And yeah. just any way you could capitalize on that and I, I just love that kind of thinking it's just like so uh and so it's so engaging for me
0: I, and you're really good at it too because i feel like even now you and i will sometimes hop into a discord call when one of our friends is like racing in a tournament or something and and break down kind of what's going going on and i feel like you always have a really good grasp on the ins and outs of like what's coming up in a seed or like where, you know, statistically where they should go mm-hmm. next, not necessarily by the numbers, but just like a feel and knowledge and, you know, how long it would take to do X, Y, and Z. And I feel like uh, that's kind of one of the reasons <laughs> why you got so good at this game as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it didn't start that way. I've definitely gotten a lot better with experience and, uh, and like, just with, like you said, like, Back then, and that's another difference uh, going back to what we were talking about earlier uh, with the scene now versus the scene back then. It feels like back then there was a lot more like this active discussion after a race of like, oh, we did X, Y, and Z for this reason, that reason. And like, oh, well, we did uh, X, Y, and Z for whatever other reasons, right? And Mm -hmm. like, you would, you would, I felt like those were so good. Those discussions were so good for like learning as a new player. I feel like I gained so much from those. Totally.
0: I feel like that's the reason why our group kind of developed into, you know, some of the best runners that you see on the scene here with like uh, Gamma Chu and GGW and yourself and uh, Shireen, you know, what I mean, like these runners got really, really good and Mm -hmm. I felt like it was us pushing each other, not just like, oh, let's play a seed and then call it a day. It's like, no, we like really talked about what worked and what didn't and how to get better without actually saying like, Hey, let's try to get better. You know what I mean? It just came from yeah, playing exactly. a lot and talking about it. Um, okay. So you pick up rando, you start playing casually or you're playing offline. I take it just trying to figure the game out.
1: Yeah. Like, so as a, as a somewhat competitive person, I had a little bit of pride in this thing I've never done before, which makes no sense <laughs> unless sure. you're also a competitive person, right? Sure. So. Yep. I would like, I would like see these races going on on IRC and I would be like, wow, these guys are so professional. So good. They're actually like racing each other. I don't want to like, I felt like I didn't want to step out onto that stage, so to speak, just because mm-hmm. I felt like I wasn't experienced enough, sure. especially knowing that those kind of things were also put on restream. It just seemed really intimidating to me at the time as a new player. I didn't want to jump right into that. So I went looking for something a little bit less intimidating, a little bit less, uh, a little bit more non-committal. And I found the subreddit, which at the time, and might still be doing it now, I'm not sure, but it's been what, like five years. Uh, they would post these like weekly asyncs where you could just pick up the seed whenever you have time, play it, and then if you want to, post your time, your collection rate, and like a little little comment about what you thought about the seed, maybe some of your decisions you made. And I mean, it was it was sort of like emulating the exact same kind of thing where like these people would uh, all talk about the seed they just played, maybe learn from each other a little bit. Mm. And that was sort of where I got my start with uh, with actually practicing and like comparing myself to other people to see if I was actually any good.
0: Mm. Wow. I remember the Reddit, because again, I, I, it, I totally forget this, but that's how I started too. Because Async makes it so much easier to learn without being intimidating right like oh yeah definitely I, I, just even back then trying to like figure out how to get on irc was <laughs> oh of hassle. I, if you weren't familiar with it which i was not it was a pain in the ass and then you'd get kicked out and then there'd be a ghost login and you're trying to figure you know what i mean it was just like it was not user friendly at all once you got it it was fine but getting there it felt like a huge barrier <laughs> barrier of entry um, oh, I'm, I'm getting flashbacks to every time I had
1: a ghost login like ten minutes before uh, before I had a tournament race, and I was like, "Oh, panicking you know, oh, yeah. to like get it fixed." Yeah, that was I did super not miss IRC.
2: It.
0: Yeah, not at all. Um, so, how long do you feel like you're playing before you decide to do your first race? Uh, I
1: want to say I started in like late November, maybe sometime December. And I started racing, I want to say, like a couple months later, like I had some time to like practice with the, uh, uh, the asyncs and like get myself to a point where I felt a lot more confident, mm-hmm. at least in my ability to like, not just end up 20 minutes behind everyone else, you know. Uh, so I think I started racing, like, yeah, a couple months after that, like February or March, because I was also okay. looking forward at the, uh, the 512 Swiss tourney. I wanted to enter that tournament, because like races here and there were by themselves pretty intimidating, but like, it's just one race. Right. Right. I, I was very interested in entering the tournament just to see how I'd be able to do there as well. So I wanted to like get some practice in with actual races beforehand. So mm. kind of pushed myself to like actually get out there a little bit sooner than I was fully comfortable with just so I'd have sure. that experience in, under my belt. And like, sure, sure. Uh, how did it
0: go? How did the, your first few races go?
1: Uh, I mean, they mostly went as you'd expect for like a new player. I didn't do super well. I did like, w- there was like one race. I was so proud of myself. Uh, I like basically hit the God route and got seventh place in like a 20 plus person race. And I, mm. it felt so good, man. Just yeah. like just, this vindication of like, yes, all this effort I've put into this.
2: I to this moment yeah,
0: yeah 70 <laughs> we did it Yeah we did it top ten. I know, I know that feeling though of just trying to like you're not finishing in the bottom half um that's that always that always feels so good but I, this again, this is a different era you know these mm-hmm. big races aren't happening now. you come in at a time when the races you know like the weeklies and in the dailies and stuff we're getting you know 20 30 40. At a time, well, up to on the weekends, you could get up to like eighty people playing. Um, do you do you remember just kind of trying to find a community in that giant group of people, or were you just kind of set in like I'm just trying to play this game?
1: Uh, I mean, a little bit of both. I kind of found my community by accident uh, through the subreddit very early on. Oh, okay. uh, so, like you said. Like we talked about earlier, Casual Rando was uh, an early central like community for mostly the co-op guys, right? Like you, mm-hmm. me, a few others. Uh, but then, where it actually originated was for that specific reason between like myself, Shireen, uh, and Jr., who was one of the mods in the subreddit. We created that Discord for the group of people on the Link to the Past subreddit who were like looking to play some more co-op. Mm. And uh, so I I found most of my friends just through that.
0: So as far as co-op goes, gosh, where, where did you, where did you first even uh, 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 get approached with the idea of doing co-op racing? I do remember. I want to say
1: it was actually one of the async challenges that they would put on back then. They would have like an occasional co-op async and you would have to like team up with somebody else, either in the community or you'd have to reach out to somebody you've seen posting on the subreddit. I, mm. I want to say I was already like chatting and hanging out with Shireen before those co op asyncs started. Cause like some of the earliest people I knew in the scene were like Shireen, Goomba, uh, Dracaris, mm. yeah. like people like that. And oh, they, were man, all, they were all also posting on the subreddit, right? And yeah. the, like, playing those, uh, those asyncs. Yeah.
0: Drac is well, someone I, I haven't seen in a long on. time. It's such a good guy, too. Mm-hmm. And Goomba, obviously, one of the better runners that just kind of moved on to other stuff as well. I, yeah. He still occasionally plays here and there, I think.
1: Yeah, I think he, uh, he, he joined the AD Keys Tourney this year. Oh, okay. I don't know if he's also planning on joining the Cross Keys Tourney as well. But yeah, he, he, he limits himself a lot more nowadays, I think.
0: hmm So you enter then the 5 toll Swiss, is that right? Yep. How did that go?
1: Uh, I can't say I was satisfied with it. I wanted like my goal was to make brackets, even though that was a, a pretty daunting task. I think it was like it was seven weeks, right? I think five two and better got in, and I finished on four three. So, oh man, it was kind of a bummer. Uh, sure. I, at least, I, at least I didn't go out on the final week. Like I was already three three going into week seven. So I got to sort of relax a bit with my last race, but I mean, I definitely, I definitely had a lot of fun with that tournament and I feel like I still learned a lot from it.
0: Sure. Did that I kind just, of sink its teeth into you then as far as commu- like tournament racing then? Oh yeah. There?
1: Like from that point I was, I was addicted. I wanted to play more and get better. And like, I wanted to to be one of the top
0: runners. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so you you start the casual Discord. You're doing tournament races. You kind of found this community through through subreddit. When do you start like organizing stuff as far as the co-op? Because I, I feel like you're you've admin or moderated a couple different tournaments. Mm-hmm.
1: So I didn't really think I would end up doing a lot of it back when I started. Uh, the first tournament I ever helped administrate was. Uh, that open 80s or uh, open 80 co-op tourney right Mm. because there was another co-op tourney that was like happened before me and most of my friends uh, got into the scene i think it was like early or mid 2017 It was like the co-op mystery tourney and just the idea of a co-op tournament had always appealed to us and like we were all just like sitting around on our hands like waiting for the next co-op tourney to happen because like somebody's going to do it right eventually somebody's going to host a co-op tournament and we're just going (laughs) to join that and it's going to be a lot of fun Uh, but nobody did until like i think it was 2019 or maybe early 2020 when we uh no i think it was 2019 when we we decided like all right enough waiting we want to play some doggone co-op we're going to make our own tourney with blackjack and hookers (laughs) And that's what we did.
0: <laughs> yeah. And what's funny is what's funny about that is you think, oh, started a tournament, not that big of a deal. Tournaments in 2019, 2020, 2021, gosh, didn't even happen as often, as, right? There's no league yet. Yeah. Uh, there's the main tournament. I think, was what other tournaments were going on? Like, there was no consistent tournament other than the main tournament, which I believe was held twice a year at that, that I think
1: the cross keys tourney had already started by that point. Mm. And, and I think also, hadn't we had league season one? I want to say at least season
0: one. Well, league uh, season one might up. have started, but it feels like at this time, there's not a lot. It's not like today, right? Where tournaments oh, yeah, yeah. are not, firing not back close. to back to back to back. It was main tournament twice a year. It was spring and fall main tournaments. And uh, then the league happens in 2019. And then court sort of like, in 2020, league happened twice uh, with no main tournament in 2020, um, and then I, it, you know, uh, cross keys is huge now. But in 2019, it's a way smaller group of people playing it, mm-hmm. so the cross keys tournament isn't as big as as what it is now, which is like considered one of the the main big tournaments. Like if you think of the the big tournaments in in rando you've main tournament, you have league, you have cross keys. I think those are the three like staples I would call them. Right. Um, and
1: I I think I would agree with you for the most part on that. Yeah.
0: And then, but again, in 2019, it's the main tournament <laughs> and league mm-hmm. happens, but it's not that first season was what 12 teams or something. I can't uh, remember. Was it it
1: was, I think it was 16,
0: 16. Okay. So 16 teams. Um, so you start, so we have the league um, which had co-op. And you guys decided to do the the co-op tournament. Um, how did how did that all come together as far as well, you said that it was uh, you're tired of waiting, but it was you and Shireen and who else was involved and kind of walk me through the process.
1: Ah, uh, trying to remember who all exactly was involved. I, I know it was myself and Shireen. I think.
0: Oh, gosh, who was who was part of that? I barely remember. Like, I remember I, participating in it, but, but I, uh, don't really yeah, I don't really remember. Yeah, I barely remember
1: the details of who was in charge yeah. of that tourney. I think it was, like, myself, Shireen. JR might have had a hand in it, because I think we hosted it in the casual rando yes. uh, Discord. Yeah, that's, that sounds right. And I think we had, yeah. like, a few moderators to help us out. Might have been, like, Goomba Lynn
0: Drack? Yeah, it sounds so. So, your group of people basically,
1: yeah. I mean, more or less. I mean, it was born the idea for a co op was born from our group of people. So, I mean, that's that's largely who ended up helping. I just mm-hmm. can't remember who exactly.
0: Who did you team up with?
1: Uh, I teamed up with Frostbite because, yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. I did team up with Frostbite because we had already seen one season of the league. Okay, and that was the first time I, uh, that. League season one was the first time I ever played with Frostbite.
0: So okay, so let's rewind it even back just a little bit then and talk about that first league season. So when the league happens, you're one of the the first teams that joins or or was invited. I can't really remember exactly how everything happened. It was like we're coming up with this. Let's find let's play with our friends. Basically, is what it was. So how did how did you Jet and Frostbite team up? So originally, uh.
1: It was supposed to be myself, Shireen, and Frostbite. Because uh, mm. Shireen was like, okay, let's let's join the league, guys. And so he, he gathers me and Frostbite, and we're all going to make a team. I think our name was originally supposed to be the Scrub Club with, the th- with those three of us. <laughs> uh, but then, for one reason or another, Shireen found out he was unable to play that season. So uh, Frostbite and I were still, on, still trying to get a team together. We just had to like, look for somebody to take Shireen's place. And... Like we basically just took a look at all the all the current teams and who was already spoken for, and we noticed that like Jet, who was like a really good player and still is, uh, has not been spoken for. So we decided, like, all right, well, why don't we just like reach out to him on a whim and see if he's down for it? And he was. And then that's that's the the start of the Fendrana Drifters three seasons. where,
0: Where does the name come from?
1: The name was of my own creation. Uh, it was just me trying to think of something that would uniquely fit all three of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, Fendrana Drifters, very obvious inspiration taken from Metroid Prime, uh, the Fendrana Drifts, right? Uh, and that was kind of where, that's kind of how Jets represented because he always plays as the Samus sprite. And Fendrana Drifts is like an icy biome area, right? Which uh, mm-hmm. is very like, characteristic of Frostbite's name. True. Uh, The only downside at the time was that there wasn't really any way that that fit me, but it ended up working out later anyway, because the Jack Frost sprite at some point in the future got released and I just started using that all the time. So (laughs) retroactively or like after the name was made, it ended up fitting all three of us.
0: Nice. So, I mean, let's talk a little bit about the Vendron Drifters. The team has three losses, not including playoffs, just regular season wins. Three losses season one, one loss season two, zero losses season three. Uh, I, I tell me, just kind of to walk me through your impressions of the League, because you've been there since the beginning. Uh, you were mm-hmm. actually, I think you were a mod for a decent, for, or one I of the first season mods. Season
1: two, maybe also season one, but definitely yeah, season three. I don't think,
0: I, season one, I don't think I had a ton of help as far as like, uh moderators go cuz i didn't know what the hell i was doing <laughs> like, yeah oh yeah gonna... oh that's
1: right i think i remember now like season 2 was shaping up to be ridiculous compared to what you had expected like yes. you you wanted to expand from 16 to 32 and then people were like hey there's a lot more people still here who want to sign up and then you guys <laughs> had to like expand the 64 i felt like you had no choice and so yeah. I like noticed that that was like just a huge chaotic mess. And you guys were obviously seemed a little worried about it. So I like reached out and be like, Hey, uh, if you guys need any extra help, I'll volunteer. And mm-hmm. I think that's how I became a mod season two.
0: Yeah. I, I think you were there when we opened up, there was a bunch of mods waiting when we opened up registration season two mm-hmm. and it filled the 32 spots filled. And I'm going to say in 14 seconds. Yeah, it was so <laughs> fast. And uh, we had a meeting afterwards, like immediately after that happened and we were like, what do we do? We had to figure out what, what to do. And I remember you being a part of that. So talk talk to me a little bit about your your uh, impressions of the league and kind of as both a runner and someone that, that was helping out a little bit behind the scenes as well. What, what you thought about the league?
1: Oh, I love the league. It's still like one of my favorite tournaments. And the reason like I, I haven't joined since season three is more so just because I haven't really had the time to. Uh, but like, yeah, just the whole idea of working, of like playing together with like multiple different people. So there's like not all this time pressure of like only you are representing yourself. Sometimes it's really nice. You can go cheer on your, uh, your teammates instead. And just like this, like the whole idea of like going back and forth between all the different teams, playing a whole bunch of different modes each week. It, it was, it was, so, it's just so much fun. Mm. And uh, I wasn't like, so I've actually, fun fact I have never lost a match in the league pre-playoffs. That's at all. bananas, dude. I played That's seasons one so through three bananas. and I went undefeated up to playoffs every single time. Also That's fun bananas. fact, in seasons one and two, I haven't won a single
2: playoffs game.
0: So <laughs> you <laughs> tear up the regular season and then just choke it in the choke it in the playoffs for season one and season two. I mean season yep. one it was basically an invitational season 1 right because it was all mm-hmm. our friends or for the most part it was all our friends um and the group that played was good if you look at the teams i mean you guys finished first in your division uh, team 4k fourth and forehead was ack jam and korak they finished second they're really good titans meets with Dante, ediem and sailor Nep, that they're really good uh all these teams that made the playoffs, it was Spear didn't make the playoffs that year. My team didn't make the playoffs that year. And then the other side you had Farami. We'll do an interview if we win, which was Framey, SNT uh, ST and and Keong, which is nuts. Team Awesome with Yoshi, Thalane, and Hitsu, who ended up winning. And then the last locationers with Illis, Goomba, and Drac. I mean, that's that's stacked, dude. Like if you just mentioned all those yeah. runners that first season, that's crazy. Um So you guys ended up winning your, in your division, we only had two at the time and then lost in the first round to the Titans mitts. Um, but I mean, what a way to, to start the whole thing, right? Like,
2: yeah,
1: like like you said, definitely, (laughs) definitely feel like we made a statement for ourselves.
0: Yeah. I I think
1: myself and frostbite were like much too much lesser known runners at the time as well. Sure.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. From frostbite was definitely making his names. So, uh, so were you season two you know but the, the league expands you go like you said undefeated in in the regular season you guys end up making the finals and losing out to the eventual winners uh team awesome who won back to back that year um,
1: uh season two i think we actually went down in the semifinals. i think it was you guys no. who met team awesome in the I'm, finals
0: i'm looking at it i'm looking at it right here Co- oh conference finals you're right never mind yeah you're yeah. right I was, I played oh, yeah, in sorry, conference. I totally not yeah. <laughs> yeah. That uh, so was last, your team on the, on the <laughs> yeah, big this, stage. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, But still again, such a huge successful season, especially with how big the league was that year. I mean, it blew up season two. We mentioned 64 teams and everyone kind of mm-hmm. came out and to go uh, undefeated that season uh, in the regular season had, had to feel pretty good. So how do you balance that feeling of two seasons of just, Winning and then you 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 played three rounds of the playoffs and it looks like you lost every single round. Yep. As far as you, and your team <laughs> would, would win and carry you through. I the got playoffs.
1: so hard carried in season two, the semifinals. I
0: mean, so what were your what were your feelings like? Were you feeling like you just can't catch a break? Then uh,
1: I mean that was part of it for sure. Like I, I mean I know now like looking back like what could I have done? I just got I just got so like screwed over in a number of those different seeds like i think the only seed that i could really blame myself for was the one i played in season one playoffs and i feel like most of the most of, if not all of my losses in season two playoffs were just like yeah i just got ran out so like mm-hmm. I, I felt i felt a lot worse about it at the time because like my mentality if, towards the game was a lot worse uh, mm-hmm. but like looking back on it as like yeah this i had i had no real reason to feel bad about those I think, I I think I played them well enough.
0: Was there jokes amongst your team about being carried through the season (laughs) two? No,
1: no. my my teammates are too nice. Even Frostbite, you know Frostbite. I love
0: love Frostbite. I really miss that dude. Me and him uh, had a lot of good times racing and, and commentating together. Okay. So don't quite do everything you want to season two. Season three comes around and not only do you win all of your races, your, your whole team wins the whole thing. How, how, how did that feel? Like, you guys, not only did you uh, win the whole thing, but you played against Shireen in the finals, too.
1: Yeah, that, that I have so many feelings about that season. It, it, felt, it literally felt like the climax of, like, some anime tournament arc, getting to the finals, having my race against one of my longest-standing friends in the community, and then, like, coming out on top as well, just, like, completely undefeated. It, 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 was, it was an insane experience. I don't, know, awesome I don't even man. know if I can really put it into words how I felt at the time. Cause like it was also coming off of season two where I, I obviously did, did well pre playoffs, but then I just felt like I absolutely bombed in playoffs and let my team down. Mm-hmm. So it was like, it was just really cathartic being able to pull off season three.
0: You guys were just, you were unstoppable uh, that season. So it was the first uh, of the invitational seasons. Uh, and it felt like you guys just had our number because you beat us when we, you played us in the regular season and then you swept us in the playoffs and yeah, we felt really good about our team, but we just, you guys were a kryptonite. I mean, uh, I raced a uh, uh, frostbite in the playoffs in, in season three and he beat me by, what is it? Six seconds. Yeah. It was, felt like it was even like that. closer. I felt I, like it was even closer than that. I still remember that specific
1: race. Like I think I was commentating with Gamma while uh, during that race, and it was something crazy. Like I I think it was like right after V thirty one had come out, so like progressive bows uh, were had become a thing and were featured in the league. So it was like you picked up a bow in Thieves' Big Chest, I want to say, and it Frostbite just looked dead in the water. And then the other one showed up in Meyer Big Chess, and suddenly it was a race, and a su- <laughs> and what ended up being a super tight one as well.
0: Yeah, it definitely went back and forth, especially that Ganon fight. Like I think it was like Master Sword Silver List or Master Sword Silver or something. It was definitely Master Sword, and you know we went back and forth on who could kill Ganon the fastest. Neither yeah. one of us <laughs> looking really good, but you and I have, for me. I don't remember a lot of my races, but the race against you was one of the most memorable that I've ever had. And do you remember why that is? Uh,
1: you're talking about the one in season one, right?
0: Was it season one? I think it yeah, was season so it one. It was season one. Okay.
1: It was, it was like you dipped Skull Woods and you got like flippers out of the front. And you're just like, all right, that's good. I'm going to leave. I, I got plenty of stuff to do with those flippers. And I ended up like full clearing what I could because like neither of us had the fire rod. I think I went to the big key chest and got the boots in addition to the flippers, which I think led to the mirror. And oh, it was just a really bad sequence uh, that worked so, super hard against you.
0: That's correct. But the real big thing was that hints were just first around th- at this point. Oh, they yeah. Introduced hints. And I want to say I got a hint in like Hera or something that there was footwear in Skull Woods. And so I went to Skull Woods, I got the flippers and I'm like, perfect. This uh, worked out. I got it. Oh my goodness. that, That began my tirade and my run to get hints disabled for <laughs> being like the norm in, in, in racing in rando because of that that seed. I hated it so much. Oh, I, I, I completely took, I forgot that about hint, that too. Found the flippers and lost. I, I mean, there's other reasons why I probably lost because I, I think you ended up skipping something and I skipped the boots and it was like, who's going to get something first? And mm-hmm. it went back and forth. But uh, it was one of those races that I will never forget. Oh, that reminds so, me of a different... Sorry, go ahead. No, yeah,
1: go ahead. Uh, I was about to say, that reminds me of a different race. I think it was like a qualifier in one of the main tournaments where hints were enabled. It was like, there was a hint in upstairs Hera uh, that there was a unique item in Tower of Hera or something, and then like, or what, no, was it upstairs? Hold on. What am I thinking of? There aren't any hints in Hera, are there? Yeah, it's upstairs. Hold on, this entire memory is falling apart. Okay, yeah, there was a hint upstairs in Hera uh, saying that there was a unique item or maybe even like a medallion or something in Tower of Hera. And it was like right in front of the Go Mode ether Medallion in, uh, in like the, the compass chest mm. in front of the big chest. And it was wow. a kind of dungeon. So I like that was the one thing I skipped and that was my Go Mode item. So I, I was really upset to like read the hint and then immediately find my Go Mode item, which That's everybody so else had already gotten, of course.
0: Oh, but, man. Hints but, are oh, the I worst. Hate, yeah. I understand hints if you're doing like one of the crazier like door random modes or even maybe cross keys, but the game just is not long enough to really need hints. I yeah, no. Like.
1: like I get it for something like Ocarina time random, but like, like yeah, the past, for like sure. Two hours max, really. Yeah,
0: you don't need for an experienced for runner, for sure. Um. So season three was your final season of the league. So there's been two more seasons since you guys basically retired champs and. You play still occasionally, but uh, do you enter? When was the last main tournament that you that you entered? The last
1: main tournament? I feel like it's been at least a year or two. Uh, so after season three, that was also the same uh, year that I graduated from college mm. in uh, in April of 21. So I haven't had as much free time since then. And also, on top of that, I've decided that like, I had already been spending way too much time playing Rando over the last like, four years of my life, three years, mm-hmm. four years prior. So I like, wanted to get back to like, some of the other stuff I wanted to do. Like, I had a ton of games on my Steam backlog, and I felt like at the rate I was continuing to play so much Rando, I would never get to play any of those games. Mm-hmm. So just like, on top of like, uh, life matters and like, getting a job, I, I kind of like, stepped back a little bit after season three and kind of kept my participation to only the, only the tournaments that I really, really wanted to play in. So like my, basically featuring my favorite modes. So like cross keys, AD keys, that kind of
0: thing. Mm-hmm. And, and you're not racing as, as, much casually either, right? Like it's right. just mostly the, the tournaments that, that you enjoy. Yeah. That's pretty much That's- how it goes nowadays. I I feel unknowing you know that you're, you like, you just like playing more than just, you don't want to be just stuck playing rando, right? Like you and I, we played a decent amount of like ticket to ride. We played some, uh, among us, you know, kind of when it was, was popular. And I know you guys play duck game and you guys are doing like Mario maker still. And Mm -hmm. you just like gaming in general, right? It's not, you don't want to be stuck to just being playing rando.
1: Yeah. Like, I, I've got, like, so many amazing friends out of, the, out of the four or five years I did spend, like, actively playing every tournament I could. And uh, now we've, like, found sort of something to settle back in uh, when not playing Rando. Like, yeah, like you said, we play a whole bunch of uh, multiplayer games just to hang out with each other and chat and, like, and, like, talk crap to one another, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Cause that, that's yeah. still a lot of fun.
0: Mm-hmm. And you're still involved in Rando. It's just more a step back right there's just a step back to
1: it yeah most yeah i'm like still involved involved as like an administrator in a couple of tournaments i helped out with survivors high roll uh i'm helping out now with the uh 2023 80 keys tourney uh and i mean like i i also entered that tournament and i plan to enter the cross keys tournament as well cuz i think that's going to be a lot of fun that's one of the tournaments mm-hmm. i still like to enter but yeah
0: mm-hmm. just, were you ever a, an admin for that one
1: uh, for the cross keys tourney no Oh,
0: Okay, so you you never applied to do like uh, any sort of what was it that with the the rando gods the um, council <laughs> the, word the rando gods <laughs> yeah that's what they see themselves as right like the overseers <laughs> did you were, as far as like being a part of the community you know you're you are involved or were involved in some sort of administrative roles, but you, you, I feel like you're the type of personality that doesn't want to be up front. Right. Like, is that right? Or am I reading that wrong?
1: Uh, Well, kind of. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I did serve on the council for a couple terms. Did you? Uh, oh my gosh. I did. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. I thought you did, but th- that's my memory. So I never,
1: what? I never like nominated myself as a leader or anything, but I felt like okay. I wanted to at least be a part of it and try to help out and like try to give okay. back a little bit. Okay. Uh, although I, I I don't feel like I ended up accomplishing much in my two terms anyway. So
0: well, tell me about your time then. Do you, uh? So I mean, there you, wasn't a the whole lot going it? on.
1: Other than I mean, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, I think I was on the council during uh, the time when Icebreaker was discovered as well, and that was an interesting discussion point.
0: So we were on the council at the same time, then.
1: Uh, were we maybe for one, maybe for one term? Gosh,
0: my memory is so bad. I thought you didn't do the council. Turns out we were <laughs> doing the council at the exact oh, same time. Gosh. That's awful. All right. So, yeah, tell me about your experience <laughs>
1: with the council. Uh, so I mean, there wasn't a whole lot outside of like a few big events where things just kind of blew up all at once and then settled back down again a week later. Uh, we had mm-hmm. the the icebreaker vote. I think a few other things came with that, like diver down, remote control boomerang. Yeah. Uh, basically, a number of discoveries that all came out at the same time. And then there was like the Michael 1985 cheating scandal, which mm. uh, that that was that was an interesting one. I, I still remember we uh, we were all kind of. I think we were all in chat during the ladder race where we decided and like Dunka decided to ban him after something he like. It was something like he dipped was it Crystal or Pendant Swamp without a hookshot, got the Cane of Samaria from the first chest, still didn't have mitts, by the way, didn't have mitts, was already in swamp, or no, maybe he did have the hookshot and that's what made it so like damn incriminating. He like, dipped Pendant Swamp with a hookshot with the ability to full clear it, got a Cane of Samaria out of the first chest, still didn't have his mitts, and just left. Just left, went to Catfish, and hey, the mitts were on Catfish. It, it was, like, really weird play. And, like, we were all, like, actively talking about it and, like, just, like, popping off and reacting. Like, wow, I can't believe that actually just happened. Like, there were... It, it was a crazy time.
0: The Michael 1985 one is, is a funny one because it feels like with most of the people that have been banned, there's been some sort of, like, controversy surrounding mm-hmm. it. Some people don't think the person cheated or whatever. Like, it feels like there's always... Been some sort of controversy. It feels like with the Michael nineteen eighty five everyone saw the race and was like, okay, he's yes. definitely going on. And it, then he it, went it on was that public blatant. tirade of like he streamed the him going over the race. I mean, there was a whole long stream and p- calling people out and stuff like that. That was like one of the more, more entertaining times someone has gotten banned.
1: It, it was definitely a bit of a spectacle yeah it's not often when an accused <laughs> cheater decides to like continue streaming after uh after finding out for like <laughs> yeah. two three hours ranting the
0: entire time yeah that was so funny oh man yeah could, that was one of the good ones oh man so you 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 voted on icebreaker, you voted on diver down you had the lynn michael 1985 overall those <laughs> your impressions of the uh of the council and your time there was was good
1: Yeah, uh, I like I said, I don't feel like I really contributed or accomplished much uh, as an individual, but I I also don't really think it's meant for that sort of thing. Like, right. It's it's a group. It's a group effort. You're part of the group. You join up. That's that's your contribution. You you like discuss a little bit and you're not necessarily going to come out of it thinking that you by yourself accomplished anything, which I think uh, was a little bit of a mistaken
0: impression I had going in.
1: I mean that's fine like that's just how it works
0: sure 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 so it feels like in your time you've kind of done it all right like you've won tournaments you you've been a part of leadership you've been a part of the the council you've created stuff you've you've raced you've kind of done it all is there anything left uh I, i
1: i guess the only thing I still really wanna do, just to prove to myself that I can, is to win a solo tourney. He's like, I won mm-hmm. league, right? I won league season three. And I, I think I still put, played pretty well during that season.
0: Dude, you went undefeated. Uh, <laughs> I'd say, I'd say yeah. you played pretty well. Yeah.
1: But I also, I don't know, something appeals to me, the idea of like winning a tournament by myself, like not on a team. I wanna still be able to like come out and like win a solo tourney if i had anything left to accomplish i think it's got to be that and i i kind of want to do it for the cross keys tourney Mm, i want to keep coming back until i can win one at least one it might take a while but i i that is something i do want to try to do going forward
0: are you comfortable with your role in the game as it is now do you feel more comfortable even than you were in the past when you were playing consistently
1: yeah like i mean I, i've definitely had a an established like career if you can even call it that like like you said I've, I've done a lot uh i i'm like i'm a pretty good runner i don't know if i'd say i'm a top runner like I, I definitely got to the point where i was satisfied with how good i was compared to the rest of the community uh i've won a tournament i've admined several helped run several more uh i've served in the council like as far as like a, a career goes that that yeah, it's pretty full and I feel pretty satisfied with it.
0: hmm I think, um, you know, before we get to the tilt question, which I think is going to be an interesting one for you. Uh, I do have to ask you about at, at megawatt. Oh, so,
1: gosh. I, I, was, I was dreading this.
0: <laughs> Where did that even come from? Where does at, at megawatt come from? Uh, so the whole at, at megawatt
1: thing comes from back when I was just starting out. Because... When I got into the scene, there was like more than just IRC that I had to figure out, right? I had never streamed before. And so everything related to streaming was completely new to me as well. And so often I would forget to simply like turn off different noises that shouldn't be going on during a stream. And that included turning on streamer mode and Discord. And so it was basically just a little bit of a joke, an in-joke with a few close friends where they would just like ping me during a race when I was streaming and I would get a little irritated with it. And they would just do that occasionally enough to yeah. where I had the idea of like, oh, I'm, I'm so funny. This is going to be such a funny joke. I made uh, like a, a joke role for myself in the casual rando discord where we all still hung out at the time uh, and just named it after my own name. So that anytime <laughs> someone pinged me to be pinging the, the megawatt roll instead. But, yeah. but then I realized that if you try to type in the role name, it just defaults to my name because they're the exact same. So I had to differentiate them somehow. So I just stuck a little at sign on the front and the rest is history.
0: is that your, one of your biggest regrets? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I've
1: tried not to complain about it too much since I was kind of the one who instigated the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it got old so fast.
0: I feel like it's gone away now. It's kind of one of those, those memes that as not as, as popular as it was, but in gosh, in 2019 and 2020, Oh that megawatt was if you showed up it's it's coming
1: the hottest new speed gaming twitch chat meme <laughs> at, at megawatt
0: <laughs> it was everywhere, dude it was everywhere everyone had to at at megawatt all at all times I remember like it was even something during like
1: the either the season two or season three league like uh, reveal stream it It was like something even the commentators brought up. Like, it, uh, like it was just what I was known for at the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> like yeah. you mentioned the ad megawatt meme and everybody knows and everybody just starts spamming <laughs> it in chat.
0: Yeah. Oh man. It was everywhere. Okay. So let's get to the tilt question. You know, it's coming. Mm-hmm. How do you handle tilt is the question. Now, again, I know you, and I know that you're super hard on yourself when you lose. Um, so how do you handle, how do you handle your tilt?
1: Uh I mean I, I definitely handle it a lot better now than I used to uh because early on I didn't really have a ton of experience with like with like an actual uh like competitive thing like I used to play a lot of sports right but that's I mean I guess you could still be competitive about that kind of thing but it's also a lot more casual cuz you're just you're just participating in sports to have fun to play sports and I felt like early on in my career I felt like I had potential and I wanted to get really really good And so, in that desire, I would be really hard on myself just for losing, period, or like making dumb mistakes. And I know now that's like not really what you should pay attention to at all. Like, if you're going to pay attention to anything, pay attention to how you play, uh, the decisions you make. Like, if you make bad decisions, like, fine, like, you can learn from it. If you have a poor day with your execution and like you lose a couple minutes, Or, like, lose a minute, like, falling into the middle Moldorm Hall. Like, oh, well, it happens. Like, you can't... Mm -hmm. You gotta shake it off and, like, remember that... I mean, it's it's only one day. Like, Mm -hmm. the amount of time I've spent playing this game and the amount of times I have played exceptionally well uh, far outweighs the amount of times I've, like, made tiny little mistakes that have led to a, a bit of an unsatisfactory loss or whatever else. And even... And like, especially the game I've especially improved on games where or on races where I don't feel like I've made any mistakes because there would sometimes be races where like you lose, even though you didn't really do anything that you think was wrong, mm-hmm. you lose a race and you don't really think you can learn anything from it because something unlikely happened and that's why you lost. Mm-hmm. And those are the kind of races that you're just like, you have to learn to be satisfied with how you played. Like, did yeah. I make the correct decision? Maybe not, but I made the right decision, if that makes any sense.
0: Right. You made the decision that was best for you at that time. Yeah. Right? You like, made a decision you don't have that makes perfect the most information, sense. Right. Exactly. And thing. like everyone likes to l- look back and say, oh, I should have done this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, if you had perfect information, you should have done that. But did you make the right decision at that time yeah. for what was best for you? And, and that's, that's kind of that's right like
1: the it. really important question. Mm-hmm. in my opinion and also just like I, i've started like looking at my time and my collection rate and it's sort of like a self-comparison you know anytime i get like a really like low time with a relatively high collection rate like regardless of whether i win or lost, i feel good about it right because yeah. i know i played well like i can get a, a sub two cross keys with like a one eighty one ninety collection i know i played them well mm-hmm. like regardless of whether i win or lo- won or lost sure So that that makes it a lot easier to to handle.
0: Yeah, for sure. Do you find that you get tilted during the race or is it more after a loss? Uh, so I think the only thing
1: that tilts me now as, as hard as it used to is when I make execution mistakes Mm -hmm. and then it's, that's still something I struggle with. I haven't really found an answer for necessarily. Mm -hmm. Like when I make big execution mistakes, like sure, like one, maybe I can shake off, but then, uh, Usually will tilt me a little bit, and I end up playing a little worse without really noticing. And I make another one, and then it's just, and then it's just a downward, a downward spiral from there. And it's like, oh, mm. it's just so rough. I even yeah. had one of those as, as recently as last week. Like my last AD Keys tourney race was uh, just a mess. Mm. I played so bad, and did I was a win? little salty. Yeah, I did not. Mm. Uh, I was I was a little salty for a little bit afterwards, but I, mean, I quickly got
0: over it. It's just one race sure well how do you handle that salt because i i feel like with you there's a lot of people that will take it out on other racers and that's the worst that's like the worst that's the worst way to do it that's definitely the worst way to do it but it's also bad to just beat yourself up because i feel like you kind of beat yourself up uh, immediately after like you get salty and you just kind of like beat yourself up a bit do you feel like you've found a way to lessen that or try to uh handle that a little bit better
1: uh i mean i still do it a little bit i know I know it's a ridiculous thing to do and like reminding myself that it's a ridiculous thing to do is, uh, is yeah. definitely helpful. But uh-huh. another thing I like to do is I'll like, I'll go find something else to distract me and like, just take mm-hmm. my mind off of it. Sure. But th- that, that's at least what works for me.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense because again, like you, um, you're good. <laughs> you're really good at this game. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, just looking just at that small sample size of the league, you've got so few losses in the regular, just the regular season alone, which is the majority of the races, you know, you you are, you went undefeated and I've watched you race throughout these, these years and you've consistently put up really, really good results. But it, and then I'd see you lose a race and kind of just really beat yourself up. And it's like, Oh no, mega Remember <laughs> how good you are. Please remember how good you are. It's, it's so easy like
1: to crazy. get trapped inside your own head. I swear. Oh,
0: oh 100%.
2: Yeah.
1: hyper focus on your own mistakes rather than like remembering what else you're you're still good at and like eh, it's just one day it's it's so hard to remind yourself of that sometimes
0: totally totally so what's next for megawatt as far as rando goes is there going to be another season of the fender Drifters? rifters uh
1: possibly i would have to find time and the desire and the motivation to like uh start to like commit to the league again mm-hmm I, w- I mean, you got to find Frostbite wherever he is. Yeah, I got I got to go uh, pick Frostbite out of the <laughs> Final <laughs> Fantasy IV uh, Free Enterprise rando Yeah, yeah, and, and drag him back guy. to the length
0: of the past. Yeah, that was like my counterpart. I feel like him and I came up together just at the same time and would be playing each other constantly. And he'd always, we'd always go back and forth. And I, I need mm-hmm. to get my revenge somehow on him, even though I'm not playing. But got to figure out, figure out a way to get Frostbite back because that dude's. All right, so, if, missed, I, so sure. if i drag
1: frostbite back to back to league for season six then you've got to join as well you know that right
0: if you get frostbite to join season six i will join season six how about that awesome it's a deal <laughs> I'll,
1: I'll, I'll, uh, I'll i'll see what i can do i'll try to work some magic see if i can make it happen
0: <laughs> sounds good to me dude thank you so much for doing the show i'm so glad we got to we got to do this
1: absolutely thank you so much for inviting me on it was an absolute pleasure
0: Shout outs to Megawatt for coming on the show, really appreciate it. Really loved hearing his story. And you know, even though he's been one of my closer friends in the community, uh, learned a lot. That's what I really enjoy about doing this show is the opportunity to really hear uh, more about the people in the community. Again, big shout outs to, to Megawatt for, for being here, and uh, I, I really hope you all enjoyed that one. So, I've got a few more recorded. Uh, next episode is going to be with Tusi I had a really spicy uh, conversation with Toosie, Uh as uh, as you'll see when, when, when the episode's released. Tusi's just a really, really good dude and, uh, you know, kind of soft-spoken and a little bit shy, and I feel like uh, he opens up quite a bit, though, and... I'm really excited about that one really excited for you to hear that one we opened up the conversation talking about uh, you know him coming into the community as quickly as he did and and kind of dominating and, and just winning and what goes along with that like the, the cheating accusations and stuff like that. And how do you react to, to being called a cheater when you're clearly not cheating? Those, those sort of things we, we, we jump out right out of the gate with. So really excited for you to hear that episode, which will either be next week or the week after. And then uh, then got some more stuff lined up. So really appreciate you listening to the show. Uh, if you want to join the discord, 216pod.com has the links for that. You can subscribe to the show anywhere you get your podcasts if you could review us on apple music or spotify that really helps as well just gets the word about the show out really like where we're at as far as 216 goes i'm not able to watch as much rando not playing rando obviously but really enjoying watching like the main tournament and the ad keys tournament you know i didn't mention it but sgdq uh, just kicked off yesterday and i don't think there's any link to the past this year but i could be wrong there's some mario stuff that i'm really looking forward to so yeah check out some uh, some sgdq that's going on i know some people in the community are there too so so hopefully if you're there you can uh, can hang out with some other cool link to the past randomizer community members like megawatt i, I think megawatt might be there so that's gonna do it appreciate you all thanks for listening